Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number two. A glorious day is dawning, and o'er the waking earth, the heralds of the morning are springing into birth. In dark and hidden places, there shines the blessed light. The beam of truth displaces the darkness of the night. Hymn number two. Scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. Psalms. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such to as keep his covenant and his testimonies. 
Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in truth and mercy. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in the way of his steps. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Our Father, Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 293. Rock of ages, truth divine, 
be thy strength forever mine. Let me rest secure on thee, safe above life's raging sea. Rock of ages, truth divine, be thy strength forever mine. Hymn number 293. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. We had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school is actually available to children anywhere in the world where there are telephones. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, call us. We'll be happy to give you the number. And we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers at all of our services. 
We had a wonderful Bible study session yesterday, so the next one will be in two weeks, Saturday, February 6th. Not this coming Saturday, but February 6th. So check the website for the next set of Bible study questions, and please join us in two weeks, Saturday, February 6th, 10 a.m. You'll be glad you did. I wanted to point out an article featured on our website entitled, Working in Truth. Um, really instructive article by Reverend G.A. Kratzer. It's on our, on our website, Working in Truth is the title. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Elsie from Alabama. Page 405. I am glad to tell how I was healed. Besides the consumption, dyspepsia, neuralgia, piles, tobacco, and bad language held me in bondage for many years. Doctors that were consulted did nothing to relieve me, and I constantly grew worse. Nearly two years ago, a lady told me that if I would read a book called Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, I would be healed. I told her I would go into it for all it's worth, and I have found that it is worth all. I got the book and read day and night. I saw that it must be true, believed that what I could not then understand would be made clear later. After some days of reading, I was affected with drowsiness, followed by vomiting. This lasted several hours when I fell into a sleep and awoke, healed. The good I have received and that I have been able to do in healing others has all come from science and health. I received some instructions from teachers, but they did me more harm than good. I asked for bread, but they gave me a stone. I held to what I could understand of science and health, and the truth does not forsake me, but enables me to heal others. J.B.H. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 8 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, truth. The golden text is from Psalms. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come, ye 
before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Amanda from Missouri will now read. The Bible. Psalms. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Second Kings In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall, and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again, And tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he hath spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees, or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees, 
Nay, but let the shadow return backward ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward, by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. Isaiah O Lord, Thou art my God. I will exalt Thee. I will praise Thy name. For Thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. And the rebuke of His people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. John And therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that 
saidst thou truly? The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither worship in this mountain, nor yet Jerusalem. Worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. The time for thinkers has come. Truth independent of doctrines and time-honored systems, knocks at the portal of humanity. Contentment with the past and cold conventionality of materialism are crumbling away. Ignorance of God is no longer the stepping stone to faith. The only guarantee of obedience is a right apprehension of him whom to know aright is life eternal. Though empires fall, the Lord shall reign forever. In divine science, man is the true image of God. The divine nature was best expressed in Christ Jesus, who threw upon mortals the truer reflection of God and lifted their lives higher than their poor thought models would allow, thoughts which presented man as fallen, sick, sinning, and dying. The Christ-like understanding of scientific being and divine healing includes a perfect principle and idea, perfect God and perfect man, as the basis of thought 
and demonstration. To seek truth through belief in a human doctrine is not to understand the infinite. We must not seek the immutable and immortal through the finite, mutable, and mortal, and so depend upon belief instead of demonstration. For this is fatal to a knowledge of science. The understanding of truth gives full faith in truth, and spiritual understanding is better than all burnt offerings. The Master said, No man cometh unto the Father, the divine principle of being, but by me, Christ, life, truth, love. For Christ says, I am the way. Physical causation was put aside from first to last by this original man, Jesus. He knew that the divine principle, love, creates and governs all that is real. Unless an ill is rightly met and fairly overcome by truth, the ill is never conquered. If God destroys not sin, sickness, and death, they are not destroyed in the mind of mortals, but seem to this so-called mind to be immortal. What God cannot do, man need not attempt. If God heals not the sick, they are not healed. For no lesser power equals the infinite all-power. But God, truth, life, love, does heal the sick through the prayer of the righteous. It is not wise to take a halting and halfway position or to expect to work equally with spirit and matter, truth and error. There is but one way, namely God and his idea, which leads to spiritual being. The scientific government of the body must be attained through the divine mind. It is impossible to gain control over the body in any other way. On this fundamental point, timid conservatism is absolutely inadmissible. Only through radical reliance on truth can scientific healing power be realized. If sickness is real, it belongs to immortality. If true, it is a part of truth. Would you attempt, with drugs or without, to destroy a quality or condition of truth? But if sickness and sin are illusions, the awakening from this mortal dream or illusion will bring us into health, holiness, and immortality. This awakening is the forever coming of Christ, the advanced appearing of truth, which casts out error 
and heals the sick. This is the salvation which comes through God, the divine principle love, as demonstrated by Jesus. If thought is startled at the strong claim of science for the supremacy of God, or truth, and doubts the supremacy of good, ought we not, contrarywise, to be astounded at the vigorous claims of evil and doubt them, and no longer think it natural to love sin and unnatural to forsake it, no longer imagine evil to be ever-present and good absent? Truth should not seem so surprising and unnatural as error, and error should not seem so real as truth. Sickness should not seem so real as health. There is no error in science and our lives must be governed by reality in order to be in harmony with God, the divine principle of all being. The science of mind healing shows it to be impossible for aught but mind to testify truly or to exhibit the real status of man. Therefore, the divine principle of science, reversing the testimony of the physical senses, reveals man as harmoniously existent in truth, which is the only basis of health. And thus, science denies all disease, heals the sick, overthrows false evidence, and refutes materialistic logic. The eternal truth destroys what mortals seem to have learned from error, and man's real existence as a child of God comes to light. Truth demonstrated is eternal life. Mortal man can never rise from the temporal debris of error, belief in sin, sickness, and death, until he learns that God is the only life. The belief that life and sensation are in the body should be overcome by the understanding of what constitutes man as the image of God. Then spirit will have overcome the flesh. Because truth is infinite, Error should be known as nothing. Because truth is omnipotent in goodness, error, truth's opposite, has no might. The confidence inspired by science lies in the fact that truth is real and error is unreal. Error is a coward before truth. Divine science insists that time will prove all this. Both truth and error have come nearer than ever before to the apprehension of mortals. And truth 
will become still clearer as error is self-destroyed. The thunder of Sinai and the Sermon on the Mount are pursuing and will overtake the ages, rebuking in their course all error and proclaiming the kingdom of heaven on earth. Truth is revealed. It needs only to be practiced. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 343. Thou art the way, to thee alone from sin and death we flee, and he who would the Father seek must seek him, Lord, by thee. Hymn number 343.
Let's now sing hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize, then heed high heaven's call. Obey the voice of truth, arise, and let not fear enthrall. Hymn number five. from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. 
Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. Thank you.